about this. You've never been at this exact moment in this exact place as this exact version of yourself before. Whoa. I'm Bron Carley. And I'm Cindy Harville. We believe that when we approach the journey of life with curiosity, joy, and a desire to grow, we can have a powerfully positive impact on the world around us. Join us for conversations and explorations that will change your perspective, shift your mindset, and inspire you to get out there and spread the good stuff. Spread that good stuff. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Today we're talking about music. Yeah. And the power of music, which is why I sung that intro. Yeah. Music is amazing, and that intro was awesome. <laughs> and welcome our, to the podcast. Thank you. Sorry, go ahead. That was that was improv completely. Uh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Good Stuff Network. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's our company. Yeah. That's our organization. It's a really good company. We love supporting people who are out there spreading the good stuff in the world and making uh, making a difference with their own unique skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. And so if you're interested in seeing what's going on, what kind of programs we have, what um, what you can join in on, you can visit thegoodstuffnetwork.com and check it out. Great. And today we're talking about music. The power of music. Yeah. Ooh, that had some spice. <laughs> well, let's start the conversation from the beginning. Wow. Okay. Of time. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, Broncar, you and I are um, musicians, and we are also, did you know that? Mm. We're also people who have... Um, you know, used music in various ways for various reasons um, throughout life, which actually coincidentally is kind of everybody, yeah. right? Because we're all, as you like to say, we're all musical beings Yeah. with, you know, heartbeats. And it's not so much what I like to say, it's what I acknowledge. What you like to acknowledge. Because it is, it is undeniable. Right. That we are musical beings, but we're just not all musicians. We're not trained, but... It's it's impossible. It's literally impossible. It's impossible to be living and not be musical. I mean, your heart's beating in rhythm. You're breathing in rhythm. I mean, everything. I mean, we keep time and rhythm. We every everything is everything is music. Everything is rhythm. And so, just existing as a human being, you are musical. You are being musical every time you drive your car. Every time you send a text message. Every time you open your mouth and you talk, it is rhythm every time. It's just, there's no, everything is music. This reminds me of a conversation that I had yesterday with our two boys and who are four and six. And we were doing art at the table and they were doing crafts and they were painting and they were, you know, they started to, sometimes they're best friends and sometimes they're best enemies. Frenemies. <laughs> and, you know, one of them, I don't remember who said what, but one of them said something like, you know, I, I look at my beautiful art. And the other one was like, you're not an artist. I am an art. And there was this, art, there was this conversation of, well, anybody's an artist. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm an artist. Oh, mommy's an artist. Or we're all, and it was just, it started the conversation of, you know, I was like, yeah, you know what? We are all artists. Yeah. We can all we all have the capacity to create art and music, you know, in those creative those creative realms. Definitely, you know, and 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 um, we're talking about music today, but like you know, specifically, I think about the beginning. Like we're going to start at the beginning. Like as kids, as as little tiny beings, we 
come into the world kind of like anything is possible. You know, I'm a baby. Anything is possible. And what was I? I was watching something the other day where somebody was joking about how as a baby, you're like, I can get whatever I want. I'll just cry and someone will feed me. And you have this capacity to welcome in whatever. And you have this capacity to have an imagination. And it's, you know, you, you sing, you draw, you do, you know, you do these various things in various, in various ways. And, um, and then, you know, you get older and you may or may not pursue those things more and they may drop out of your lives. But I know, I know for me as a child, I just naturally wanted to sing and wanted to express through singing and music. And there was something about it that felt like home to me, mm-hmm. you know, and like that, that power, like really sustained me through that young age, you know, up to, till now. It's still, yeah. it's still the through line in my life. Um, well, in composing music, writing music, all of that, that's, that's, that's one thing. That's one way to use music or to express through music. But like, even you were talking about the argument with, with our two boys, it's like, arguing is music. I mean, you're essentially like a fight is you're making music with somebody else. And the tone, we all know the tone, right? When you're fighting, it's a less preferred tone. It's, it's, you know, it's combative. It's, you know, it's got that, it's, it's a battle, you know, it's like, you know, heavy metal music, you know, but it is, it is, it is a type of music. I mean, that's a very loose, but, but there's so many different forms of self-expression through music. It doesn't need to be organized using our amazing voice boxes. I mean, this is rhythmic. If I had a different tempo, it would be evoke a different feeling in other people. Or if I had a different tempo, it would evoke a different feeling in people. That's the tone and the timbre of my voice. The tempo in which I speak makes a difference. Well, and I think what we want to what we want to get into too is. <laughs> hey, you came in without an agenda. I'm going to improvise. <laughs> I'm going to go exactly. So, yeah. But what I want to go to is like the power of music in various capacities in our life. Because, you know, I think even even what I knew as a child or as a 20-something or 30-something is there are so many ways that it can that it can be impactful and be powerful and be life-changing to us. Mm-hmm. And um, even 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 as a young person in totally in love with music, I still didn't know the capacity of what was possible. And even the, to, even to this day, even knowing a lot of things, I still have to be sometimes reminded of using music as a tool in various situations and all of the ways that we, now we're particularly musical in our family. So it is really integrated into everything we do, not just sitting down and playing a song on an instrument, but, you know, singing to, to be silly and goofy at the kitchen table about breakfast versus well, and also being silly to change the energy, changing like if, the energy. Like yeah. if, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, if there's something less preferred happening in our house, like an argument with the boys or whining or whatever that might look like, um, then oftentimes Cindy or I, but definitely Cindy will break into a song and that changes the state that changes everything in the room. You know, her body language changes, 
Um, the tone changes. We oftentimes will laugh, you know, we'll make it a little resistance at first, but then, you know what I mean? But, you know, busting into song, you know, for better, or for worse, an awesome song and not awesome song, you know, it's just like, it changes things. Well, there's a lot going on there too. It's, it's like, it's, it's music, it's, um, voice connection, it's, you know, a frequency, it's, you know, an intention, mm-hmm. it's, you know, some of that is being, is comedy, it's being goofy or silly to, like you said, to change the energy. Yeah. And like, that's the thing about music is like you have, it has this capacity to change the energy, whether it is to a, you know, a more lighthearted thing, comment with, with something funny, something thoughtful can put you into a state of, you know, that dreamy headspace, something, you know, like you think about spa music or spa tones or like long drawn out, like ambient that uh, types of music and, and sounds that have the ability to just kind of ground you. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I, this is something that I've really only discovered in recent years is the ability to put that on in the background when I'm trying to focus and how that I can't listen to words when I'm working and writing, but that music brings a sense of like, okay, I got this. I'm grounded. Yeah. I'm centered. I can focus. But when you're, yeah, you but know? when you're working with words, you can't have more words flying in. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but it's like, like, I'm going to compose music and instrumental music, and I'm going to be listening to music at the same time. That doesn't work. Yeah. No, well, obviously not. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, the the ability of music to also have like, you know, on the same token, it can have less desired effects. Like if there's too, if it's too loud, you know, we have a, we have a, a keyboard in our house that has a, a, a volume dial and our kids love to push it up to the very top and mm-hmm. like just play the loudest sounds and it's like okay this is affecting my ability to be sane right now so let's turn it down so the it's, volume has that impact yeah. it's um, shocking your system yeah well that's sympathetic resonance too you know because it's vi- we're our bodies are sound bodies right and so sounds resonate in us and we feel them and it has an effect on us mm-hmm. i mean you know it's like so it fills us that sound fills us and it 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 can hijack our nervous system yeah well, there's a lot of what I like about it is the ability to harness music and sounds and with an understanding and an awareness of the power of it yeah. to use it more in our lives for desired effects. And like, you know, one would think that as musicians that we would just be like pros at this and be doing it. But it's like sometimes I've I realize I've forgotten to use music as a tool, mm. you know, and I have to like be like, yeah, I can put you know, the calming music on when we're, you know, when we're, the kids are sitting at the table doing art and this kind of helps them stay in their zone or. It's, it's all about hypnotizing the kids. It's, like, it's all about what, hypnotizing What can I do to, to train my children to not be so crazy? But, but it is like, you know, like when you think about all of the places, like on a drive, you know, like the places that you use music or, you know, to calm your nerves when you're at the airport and there's all kinds of like intense energy yeah. around you. Like you actually have an airplane mix, yeah. you know, uh, yes. for, for airport situations. I, li- I listen to specific music when I'm in heightened situations where I know that the energy is going to be frantic around me. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. I want to, I want to contrast that. 
And I love the idea too of the invisible qualities of music and sound. Yeah. You know, um, I, 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 this is a topic that I'd love to like dive into more, but the invisible qualities of music and sound. Yeah. Oh, well, so Great there's, title. yeah. Like well, the, I was watching the, um, this nature documentary, uh, the other day about alligators and how they, oh, yeah. how they call their mates, you know, how the male ones, they actually or not call their mates. They're attracting a mate. They're yeah. looking for a mate. So the male alligators like lift their, you know, giant snouts out of the water and their in their um, their neck and the front of their chest basically lifts out of the water and they they make this super low sound yeah. that you can't hear with your ears. The humans can't hear. Yeah. And I don't even know that other alligators can hear it. Um, it's about, it's not about that because they lift out and it moves the water because sound travels easier in water, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's actually physically, and you can see, I was watching the video of it. It was really, I had never seen this before. Which is partially why it resonates so much in us because we're so liquid. Yeah. But so the water was like literally popping out and like shaking, you know, and that's, and, and so that movement travels through the water to yeah. the mate, to the prospective mate to be like, hey, here I am ready yeah. for ready for business. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like, how interesting is that in, in those invisible ways that sound yeah. works in the world and like things that we're not even seeing, like that makes you go, what else am I not? You know, I don't, I don't see it. Things that make you go. Mm. Yeah. yeah and they, it really is. And there's, there's lots, I mean, I mean, big cats produce these sounds. I mean, obviously small cats too, where they purr, but like, like house cats, but large cats, big cats, you know, legit predators, they produce these subtones that paralyze their their prey. You know, alligators produce it to attract a mate. There's all these, you know, elephants use this communication. There's so many sounds um, and just looking in nature um, that are really, really, really powerful. And that's just coming into obviously like sound, you know, but then music is basically organized sound, you know, and putting that into an organized, organized form. That's kind of the difference. What are the top three ways right now in your life that you use music as a, you know, energy navigator? Um, I use it for the top three are like stimulation, meditation, relaxation. And it is for stimulation. If I want to rev up, we all know the power of putting on a, you know, a, upbeat playlist if we want to go exercise and burn some energy, you know, do some jumping jacks or whatever your jam is, right? Boot camp or lifting weights or going for a walk, whatever the jam is, right? But to stimulate, um, to get that on, it's like a, it's like an external tool. It's just this, this force that lifts me up and moves me, propels me forward, right? Um, for meditation, uh, I like music to be there, um, to specific types of music to help me focus my thoughts, you know, my thoughts and my mind on whatever it is that I need to focus on. And then for relaxation to decompress, like when I travel and I'm in hotels, I always listen to decompression music. I actually sleep to it, um, which I don't sleep to music at home. Um, but, and, and it's, it's very tranced out, mellow sleeping music. And I get that on because I'm in hotel rooms and there's, there's oftentimes a lot of ambient noise, whether it's other people in next neighboring rooms, traffic going by. It's just, it's a new environment with new sounds, a different kind of air conditioning unit running or whatever that may look like. 
Um, and so I have white noise, which is basically like, you know, rain and waves and things like that. And then I have um, also tones that help me sleep. So those are the three, three main ways to stimulate and rev it up, to meditate and focus the mind, and then to relax, decompress. Yeah. That reminds me of when I was a teenager and my best friend loved to put music on to go to sleep, but it wasn't relaxation music. <laughs> it was like singer songwriter music. And I was like, how? And I I'd spend the night, you know, we have sleepovers and I'd spend the night and I'd just lay there for as long as the, you know, the musical was like, you know, it was, we had CDs at that point. So there was no streaming music. So she'd put on the CD and I would just lay awake for that 45 minutes that the, that, cause I'm listening to the words and I'm like, how can you sleep to this, you know, like really intense, you know, um, I'm pretty sure it was like Jewel, which I liked Jewel. So I was like listening and singing along in my head and like, you know, just kind of going into that mode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just a little share. Yeah. <laughs> cause I, I'm thinking about the three ways that I'll pretend like you asked well, me. Well, I was going to ask. What are the, yeah. <laughs> I was going to jump into it. Yeah. But I'm thinking about the three ways, like most, you know, the three, the top three ways that I use music now in my life. And a lot of it comes down to working and focus. So now I use that ambient spa, what I like to call spa music. <laughs> But like ambient tones in the background to help me focus, to like give me, it also drowns out outside noises. Like if you're in the next room on a call or something and I'm like, otherwise I'm going to listen. I hear the words. I'm going to listen to the words. So I put that kind of stuff on to create focus. And then I use, I love singing. So I, when I'm in a different state, so when I'm in um, non, let me, let me try to see if I'm not. I'm trying to explain this clearly. Yeah. If I'm not writing words, if I'm doing a graphic design project or just organizing something visually, I can hear words. Mm-hmm. And so I love to put stuff on and sing, like sing along with it. Sorry if that, yeah. <laughs> you're in the next room going, Cindy, stop singing. But I love doing that because it like, I don't know, it really shifts my mood and it's fun. Yeah. It's not conflicting. It's contrasting. <laughs> So it's not words versus words or sounds versus sounds. Mm -hmm. It's sounds to um, complement words or words to complement, you know, imagery or whatnot. Yeah. And it just makes the, I don't know, there's something about it that brings in a sense of fluidity and flow to the experience of doing, you know, it's usually kind of an art-based thing, like a graphic design or a, I like to think of it as I don't have to get super deep into that headspace of words, which is very different from, you know. And then I also lately have embraced, have come back to embracing more of putting on music I like when I'm cooking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You've been doing that a lot lately. Um, Because I used to do that all the time. And then we had kids and then you know, your kids conflict sometimes with putting on the type of music you like. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, they yeah. want to hear the... Well, the other night when we put on the 90s music, <laughs> we went back and, and, and hit uh, made a 90s um, 90s playlist, and we were just rocking it out, like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and all this, <laughs> you know, and Bush and, like, all this stuff that's, like, you know, um, really, that's, like, sing. That's real sing-along music, you know, <laughs> at least to us. And 
And we were rocking out, and the boys were so, like, not into confused. it. And they were, like, <laughs> they so confused. confused. They kept trying to interrupt us, and we're just singing, and we're like, get it out of here. Well, that's yeah. a good point, because music is also, like, a, a time capsule, like, or a, oh, sure. let's say a, a time machine. Yeah. And I think that's true for a lot of people, and I think, I'm not going to be the authority on this, but I'm pretty sure studies have been done about how, you know, it's the most powerful of a time travel machine to take you back to your, um, your, those formative years of being a teenager. Yeah. Like you're so hormonally charged yeah. at these, at that period of time. And there's something about it that it's, it's almost like for everybody, everybody feels an intense connection to the music they listen to, you know, in their teens and their early twenties. Yeah. And music can be so emotionally charged anyway. Right. It's so emotive that it's like, then we anchor our emotions into these mm. sonic forms. And yeah. then it's like, whoa, that's an amplifier. Yeah. You know? Well, and look at that time of life too, that time when you're coming into your own as a, as a human, as an adult, you know, you're, you're finishing up living with your parent. Most of us are finishing up living with your parents and yeah. like schooling and stuff. And you're kind of entering into the world as, yeah. Yeah, uh, who am I going to be in the world? And so it's a really unique and powerful time of life. Yeah, rite of passage, coming of age, like what, you know, those types of things in that that time period. And I mean, music is, you know, we were born with music. I mean, we use music to celebrate our birthdays. You know, we have happy birthday songs and birthday celebratory music. We have music that's played at weddings and, um, and, and celebrations to unite people together. Uh, we have music to, you know, send things off and to transition, you know, in death. Uh, music is such a powerful part of, of our lives to anchor in those emotional times, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so the power of music is undeniable. Another way I just, I just remembered that, that I use music a lot is, is in bedtime routines with our boys, you know, I, and I have very specific, I have different routines for, for, for each boy. So for Nico, we sing, we actually created a song together, a melody, you know, and it's like, and it's actually a long, much longer melody, but we created it together. And so we do vibrating skulls together where we put our foreheads together and we hum. So we do our hum. So I hold him, I put his his forehead to my forehead and we hum together. And so we do that. It's it's a very connected process. We're producing producing that sound together and vibration and we're vibrating our vibrating skulls mm-hmm. our skulls are vibrating together so my vibration is going into him his is coming into me and we're harmonizing and so we do that as a you know as a as a ritualistic a, a routine a bedtime routine um to, to to go to sleep to and and we do that i i i don't do that with elijah but with elijah i do a completely different thing Almost every single night, like 98% of nights, I sing Wonderful World to him and I give him a back rub. And every night I do bedtime with him and I still sing that song to him every night. I've never been able to make it through that song once with Nico. 
Like he doesn't want it. You know what I mean? But like wonderful world, Elijah knows he's got his routine. He rolls right over. I rub his back. It's like, and I sing that song to him and he knows that's his induction, right? That's his, that's, it's, it's, it's giving him permission to transition into sleep mode. Um, but it's, it's, and both of them are, they're, they're relatable in the tonal quality and it's designed to relax, you know, and we're doing them in real time, you know, we're right there. It's live, it's analog, it's, it's acoustic, you know, but it's like, it is very different from boy to boy. You know, each of them have their own, own routines, but, and those are super, super consistent ways that, you know, we use music. The, the idea of, of like also anchoring it to, as we were talking about anchoring music to memories. Now I'm all, all of a sudden thinking about music that, uh, we listened to or sang or created, you know, when our first son, Elijah, was born, you know, and like I wrote him a couple of lullabies and we wrote, uh, baby, 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 get ready for the big world. <laughs> yeah. And we actually uh, took his heartbeat. And with his heartbeat. Yeah. From, yeah. From the, what's it called? The sonogram. The sonogram. Um, we took his heartbeat and then made a song based on his heartbeat and then composed all around yeah. it and sang. Yeah. And he was, he, yeah, because he was still. We recorded a video of him in your belly. belly. You had a big old belly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, and you know, and how kids anchor that, because like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I can't remember which child, but I have a lullaby that I wrote for them, for one of them, for both of them. And one of them asked me to sing out of the blue. Like we hadn't sang for several nights in a row for, I mean, for weeks in a row, I guess. And then they were like, sing that song. The, the the moon, jump on the moon song. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh. And it's like, a, you know, it's so it's just so funny how, not just how we connect, but how we're seeing our, our own kids connect to music, to stuff that we've created, you know, put energy into for them, mm-hmm. created with them. Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff that they come up with, you know, as as little new new beings in the world, you know? Yeah. So... I think, you know, for me, the the moral of the story here is there are so many ways that music is there already that's, ha- you know, that's in our lives, that's yeah. happening, music, sound, yeah. um, vibrations, frequencies, you know, that, that it's there. And I guess the invitation is to kind of really be aware of those things and how we might harness and use those things yeah. to create environments or moods or modes or, you know, whether it's focus, stimulation, yeah. relaxation, the way that we can actually harness it and use it more proactively. Yeah, to like shift the gears in our lives of I'm going to shift up to fifth gear and be super intense, rev it up, get it done, or downshift into, you know, first gear to be to, to simmer, to turn that intensity down, right? And, and everything we've, just an acknowledgement here, everything we've talked about was um, we're not talking about even using instruments here. This is all right. listening to, to music, consuming music, right? From a kind of a, I mean, it's, it's interactive, but we're not producing it there and, and, and listening, um, using it as the atmospheric navigators for our lives. But then the only way we're talking about producing it is by like humming and singing, right? We're not even talking about instruments. And then we get into a whole nother realm because I love playing music on instrument. I mean, I, I mean, piano, sax, drums, anything, guitar, whatever, strings, non-strings, you know, percussion, all that stuff. I love, like, I've never met an instrument that I don't love. And it's true. Yeah. (laughs) And and so, and so for me, like, there's such a, 
a powerful feeling for, you know, how I got into playing music was through drumming and drumming for therapeutic purposes, you know, drumming to get my angsty energy out. And so it's been a therapeutic tool. So, you know, slamming on a drum is, is the, it, that was my introduction to, to music was I can get this energy out and channel it into something productive. Isn't that funny? Cause like my introduction to music or not quite introduction. Well, yes. Introduction was, it was a tool for me to get something out as well, which was to just get words out and like express emotions Yeah. when I couldn't feel like I could talk about them or say them or, you know, I could sing it. Yeah. And somehow it made it very different, you know? Yeah. Same kind of core intention there. You know, same purpose, purpose of that self-expression, but yours came out with like words, like mm-hmm. lyrics, melody, structure, form, and mine came out like, like pure energy and rhythm, you know, nothing to do with melody, nothing to do with structure. I mean, there are, there are rhythms and, 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 and patterns for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, there's it's definitely a, quite a difference sitting down to a, a, you know, a hand drum and just slamming on the same rhythm for 30 minutes versus like sculpting a three minute, you know, pop song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that I love about music is, is teaching music. I'm not a music educator in a traditional sense of like reading music and, you know, playing other people's music or any of that stuff. I'm not, I'm not, that's not, that's not my jam. That's not my forte. I like to do soul coaching through music and teach people how to access and tap into that dimension of music and how to express through uh, what I call intuitive music. And there's a lot of instruments that are very intuitive. Um, like, you know, a drum is obviously like the, the drum. Well, the human voice is the most intuitive, um, you know, humming and, and singing and things like that. Um, without all the hype of being like a pop star or any of that stuff, that has nothing to do with humming and singing and using your voice um, as an instrument. Uh, but um, drumming is the most intuitive external instrument um because all you do is fast slow hard soft you know what i mean and it's like you don't need to know anything about notes or melody or chords or any of that stuff um so it's very intuitive and then having even like native american flute is such a powerful uh tool to teach on or instrument to teach on because you're using now woodwinds you're using your breath you're using your lips your embouchure uh, you're wiggling your fingers in particular patterns. You know, there's ways to breathe into, I mean, you're, and, and you're taking your essence and then suddenly amplifying it and producing a sonic signature of your inner essence, right? Your inner being. Um, and so there's like so many cool intuitive instruments that are, you know, very easy to play. Not like, Hey, I'm going to start learning on guitar. Like you did. What's like, Whoa, learning guitar is so complicated. Like it's, I love guitar and it's great. I mean, and I know some basic, you know, scales and I know my basic chords and I can, you know, I can. Well, I think it depends on also the intention for learning music. If you want to write a song, it might be better to have a guitar than a flute because you can't sing and play the flute at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's. Yeah. Well, from a facilitation perspective, guitar is the ultimate facilitation tool. There's no question. And then piano second Piano is significantly more intuitive because it's a map that's laid out there and you have to do such little work to play a perfect note. 
all you do is wiggle your finger. Literally, you wiggle your finger and you play a perfect note. Whereas guitar, in order to play a single note, you have to hold this awkward instrument. You, so you're in charge of, the, of, 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 of just holding it up. You're the stand for the instrument. And then you're required to coordinate both your right and your left hand to produce a single note. Well, if so, you're our kids, you just lay it down on the floor and just kind of bang on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, but a lot of people say, I want to learn on guitar. And it's like, well, whoa, okay, that's cool. And it's definitely possible. But there's what's the most what's the most intuitive and gratifying instrument to for a non somebody who thinks they're non musical to play? It depends. It depends on the person what they're wanting to do. I mean, piano is so intuitive. You know, it's also infinitely complex. You can play piano with you know, obviously ten digits. You have ten fingers with eighty eight keys. So there's all these combinations, but it's a drum. It's a melodic drum. That's what you know. Soft loud piano forte. It means the soft loud, and it's a drum. I mean, it's it's a percussive instrument. It's a hammer. When you push the when you push the 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 um we'll call it a button. When you push the key, it <laughs> hammers it hammers a string inside the piano, and so it's a drum. It's striking, right? So it's a big melodic drum. So you, you think piano is the most intuitive thing to play? Definitely. You yeah. don't think it's a drum? Well, I would say it's a drum. If if you have, it depends on where you're at. So like access to a drum, you can, so the, the, the thing about it, so melodically it's a piano, but period, like, well, the joke is, is like, you know, the drummer is the, is the person that hangs out with the musicians, you know, because you don't have to know anything about music to be a drummer. So, you know, and I'm a drummer first, you know, but it's like, you're good. Well, cause, cause I think about like, you know, you play the handpan, which isn't a common instrument yeah. and it's not like people are just going to see one everywhere they go. Right. But in terms of instruments, like, I think that one seems like it's hard to make it sound terrible. Yeah. It's really hard. Versus like piano, you can definitely do wrong things. Absolutely. <laughs> Not right. I don't want to say wrong things, but there's definitely ways to make it sound. Well, the spectrum you know. of emotions that you can tap into on the piano is infinite because it's chromatic, which means you can play, you know, it's 88 notes and they they're very close together. But it does require me understanding because oh, yeah. if I want to learn co a chord, Absolutely. you know, I kind of need to know which yeah. notes make a certain sound well, together. The, well, the most the most intuitive instrument overall is definitely the drum because you don't have, as far as an external instrument, because you don't have to know anything about melody or notes or scales or any of that stuff. And you can, and you can drum along, you can drum by yourself you can drum with other people. You can drum along with music that you play. You know, for me to play piano along with a song, I have to know what key it's in. I have to know what notes I can and can't play that are going to be preferred or less preferred, that are going to, you know, harmonize with it or create discord with it. So there's a lot more rules yeah. and some theory that I have to have inside of that. Theory is just another word for awareness, you know, a little bit of knowledge. But like that work can be very intimidating, um, you know, for me included. But uh, but it it with a drum... You can, it's, it is the most kind of primal intuitive instrument because all you do is hit it. It's either hard or it's soft or it's fast or it's slow. Yeah. And then you get into, well, what kind of, well, then you get into what kind of, what kind of drum? Well, because well, a drum kit, like a drum set, a traditional drum set with a bass drum, snare, hi-hat, cymbals, toms, all that stuff, like a traditional kit. Well, that can be intuitive, but there's a lot more 
the kind of athleticism or coordination that has to go into it to coordinate all those extremities. If you're looking at, if you're looking at coordinating all four extremities, your arms and your legs to do, you know, you complex patterns. Again, that one's a different story and you need a big space and they're very loud and there's a lot of complications in that. Whereas a hand drum, right, is much more accessible and much more simple. I've got my two hands. I've got this one drum. Now I can discover and explore on this drum. And so to me, the, the, the djembe or djembe, the African, African drum, uh, is, is the most intuitive for me, and I would say the most intuitive for most anybody, because it's just your two hands. You don't even have to use both hands. It's like there's a couple of tones on it. You hit it. Boom. It's right there. It's portable. It's a little bit loud, but it's softer than a drum kit. And, it, you know, so, yeah, period. Full stop. What was the question again? <laughs> Something about using music. Uh, <laughs> well, I would say if if anyone listening is interested in in figuring out which instrument is right for them, yeah, you know, you can send us a a direct message on Instagram <laughs> and ask Bronkar. We should do like a you know we should do like a live session of like you know where where people can hop on and. Yeah, you know, for sure. Well, this it's, it, I mean, it's a funny conversation because we've, you know, we've talked about music and instruments in various capacities because we, it's a great metaphor for many things. <clears throat> and we've talked about, you know, us being instruments ourselves, being various instruments. I think we have another podcast episode on that one with the harmony episode. But, um, you know, in, in the same sense, there's probably an instrument that is most right for a person, you know, like almost like, okay, what's your, what's your intention? What's your, you know, what, where do you live? Do you live in an apartment? Do you live in a house? Like, cause that, yeah. you know, you can't have a drum set in a dorm room. Do you live on a boat? You know, do you live on a boat? <laughs> <laughs> what instrument is right for me? And it's almost like a, yeah. or we need a Buzzfeed quiz yeah. instrument. Cause there's definitely, that yeah, that, that, that would be really good. Cause I definitely love dialoguing on that. Yeah. Cause so many people that's such a, such an entry, you know, a barrier to entry is that point of like, what instrument should I try on? All right. What's well, definitely different. Like the saxophone, which is, I'm not going to say it's my favorite instrument, but it's one of my favorite instruments, you know, but it's I, your favorite instrument. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it is in, in certain contexts, you know, in certain, yeah, yeah. you know, um, to, to like really improvise and tell a story on it's so powerful and it has so much potential. Um, I love saxophone, but the, but the learning curve, what's required to produce a single clean note on a saxophone takes so much time and energy and effort versus again, a piano or like a drum or something, you know what I mean? It's instant gratification on a drum or a piano again, just to play a single note, but like where saxophone, you gotta know what you're doing. You have to, you have to coordinate so many moving parts you know, your, your breath, your lips, your embouchure, your fingers, you have to know so much just to make a single tone. Um, you know, but then once you go there, it's incredible, but it's a very intense instrument to, to learn on, you know, for a starting instrument. Well, the moral of the story, I think I already did this about 20 minutes ago, but I'm going to do okay. it again. <laughs> when I thought okay. we were, when I thought we okay. were ending, okay. Okay. I think the moral of the story is that there are so many ways you know, clearly we're excited about the conversation of music and life. Like what a beautiful thing to be a human and to be able to have access to so many ways 
to have music be an impact in your life or to use it as a tool in your life. And so like this serves as a reminder, I think to people, you know, out there who sort of forgot about it who or who've gotten into a rut of like a usual routine and it just, it hasn't had a place. Well, it can have a place in your life. And then the reminder that even if you're a grown adult and you haven't played music, and you've, yeah. you've long ago conditioned yourself to think that you weren't musical or yeah. that, oh, I just, I can't do that or I'm not good at that. That might not be, be the case. In fact, it isn't the case. Yeah. But, like, there are different routes to go. Like Bronkar said, like, um, you know, if you're in that place, it, the saxophone might not be the instrument that you want to pick up and try. But there are these other instruments that are, you know, more intuitive, intuitive as you said, and, like, easier to jump in and see some results more quickly, gratification. you know, that, that can make it really yeah. tangible yeah. and enjoyable and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's in that. Why, why, you know? Yeah. I mean, we can use music. We yeah. don't have to be, you know, a lot of us heard maybe received a message that we weren't, you know, from, you know, we weren't good singers from a chorus teacher or we weren't good musicians from a piano teacher or we should just stop pursuing it. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Okay. If you're, if you're trying to like, you know, be virtuosic and you're trying to be the best of the best and it's competitive or you want to make a living at it or whatever that is, but it's like, it doesn't, that's not what music is about. I mean, it can be, that's one small It doesn't have to be what music is about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, music is, is a, a way to build community. Music is a way to bring people together. We have a sing-along, you know, music is a way to gather. Music is a way to express. Music is a way to, um, you know, to emote. It's it's a way to hypnotize. It's a way, there's so many applications for music. And that is just one. All right. So let's go play some music. Let's go play some music. Right. <laughs> Woo! Wrapping it up. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to some music. <laughs> or play some music. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spread the Good Stuff Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, then join our community at spreadthegoodstuff.com forward slash community. In addition to this podcast, the Good Stuff Network puts on group programs, live events, and retreats, all infused with music, meditations, laughter, and real authentic connections with amazing human beings. If you got some value today, do us a favor and spread the good stuff by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Spread that good stuff.